Welcome everybody to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from friends that you can trust. Every week we get together, we broadcast a new review from a new movie, and we discuss other things that we like about it and other things going on in the film world. And uh, I'm Nick Moffat. I'm here with three of my closest friends. It's uh, Brandon Bulby in New York. How's it going? Sean Bulby in Seattle. Hey. And Derek in Smoky Point, <laughs> hey. which is a real place. <laughs> yeah. <I'm just> <laughs> No, it's the center of the world. Smoky yeah. Point, Washington. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uh, so yeah, today is actually a special episode. We actually have all four of us on here today because we are doing our special end of the year episode. And you're not wrong. It is February, but we chose every year to do our end of the year episode in February or March. Mm -hmm. Last year was March because uh, COVID pushed everything back. But we do our end of the year episode uh a little bit later, not at the end of the year, we do at the end of the movie year because, you know, we are not professional critics. Uh, we do not get screeners. We, but we want to include as many movies that are part of the year as, as we can. So, you know, there are a handful of movies, foreign films or uh, art house type movies that are all getting nominated for Academy Awards, but were just straight up not available to us until, until January and February. So, and I, I, I think there's still a few more. I, that, know, I was going to yeah, say, there's yeah, still definitely. some we're missing for mm -hmm. sure. Which is just, you know, out of our control. But, you know, it's time for us to move on and start the next year. Uh, weirdly enough, I think I, I think there are in consideration just because last year was so weird. I think weird. I think there are a few movies in consideration for us that were nominated for Best Picture last year. Mm -hmm. uh, but we just straight up didn't get to see them until like March or something. So, um I think I'm talking about Judas and the Black Messiah and The Father, mm -hmm. like movies like that. I think are movies that like, I just never even considered for my last year's list that that were nominated and and won some awards. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm really excited for this. Uh, I'm sure you guys are too. Mm -hmm. um, raise your hand if you're excited yeah. for this. Yeah, we're yeah, we're we're all excited. Let's do it. I feel like it was a great year for movies, though. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that, like, it was hard narrowing it down like yeah. i had at least 25 that were like in serious contention uh sean i think earlier this week you said you had 30 yeah, like something 20, like, like well like yeah like 25 or some something around there that i legitimately would be okay with being in my yeah. top 10 jeez yeah so many um, real quick before we get started though i'm curious how many movies did you guys end up seeing last year do you have that in front of you or mm. I stopped yeah. diarying mine on Letterbox, so I don't necessarily Brandon. have it all. I don't probably Brandon. probably just fifty something, fifty sixty. How could you? <clears throat> Sorry. This is my big. This was my biggest year, like that on my Letterbox at least. I saw fifty nine movies. It's my biggest year too. I saw sixty one. Yeah, I I hit a hundred, but you know I, I'm always striving to hit a hundred. So going, I, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> I I got I got there. I got to a hundred. <laughs> Uh, last night I got to a hundred. Nice. So it's a hundred, nice. hundred twenty twenty one movies, right? What was number yeah. one hundred? Flea. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I I signed up for Hulu uh, trial membership just for that purpose. Nice. <laughs> the one to and, uh, email address. I didn't even know Flea was on there. Yeah, no, I have so many on there. Uh, and yeah, you're exposing me uh, secretly. Uh, we do in February, so I can get to a hundred. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, let's get started. So uh, we are we're doing the top 10 show rules. 
uh, where we're going to talk about the movie, the highest it is. So we'll be punting it. So just as an example, let's say Brandon says Dune at number 10 and Sean has it like at number three or something. He would, Sean would say punt. And then we wouldn't talk about it until Sean has it the highest. So that's just how the punting system works. So, um, yeah, let's just get started on it. So, Brandon, you're going first. What is your number 10? All right. So I decided to have a little bit of fun here and there through this top 10 list. And my big number 10 is the Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, nice. Not expecting nice, a punt. Brandon. Um, <laughs> but so happy. It's an incredible animated film. Uh, this is like done by the Sony department that did Into the Spider-Verse recently. Um, and they're so good with their stories, so imaginative with how they animate their films. It's just like endlessly creative. And it's just without a doubt, one of the best animated and kids movies that came out this year. And it's incredible, really incredible. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. I'm sad I didn't have the guts to put it on my list. <laughs> I still yeah. haven't watched it. I've been wanting to watch it with Phoenix, but he hasn't been willing to sit down and watch that one yet. Great movie. I love the animation. Good pick. I'm glad you were able to squeeze it on there. So yeah. that was Brandon's uh, number 10, The Mitchells versus the Machines. It's currently streaming on Netflix. Uh, Derek, what is your number 10? All right. <laughs> I would be so happy if any of you guys have this on there. But uh, my number 10 is... Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Um, <laughs> I missed the Charlotte. review. I, I uh, ended up watching it like way later. But, you know, there's not a lot of just straight comedies that come out anymore. And this one I just thought was so, mm. it was so freaking funny and just like weird and creative and like had no shame in like their humor. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just gave the movie a lot of props for existing. Like, <laughs> It's just it's that it's super great. 90s it's really comedy well we haven't seen in forever. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. and it's really well done. Like it is really funny, and I was laughing the whole time. And yeah, so. mm-hmm. definitely another movie that I would have loved to be on my top ten list. Yeah, yeah, it's very funny. Like I miss comedies. I wish there were more comedy movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I miss comedies. It's um, so true. Somehow it is. So uh, that was Derek's number. Uh, Number 10, uh, mm-hmm. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I think that's actually on Hulu as well if you want to stream it and also where you can rent it at other places. Uh, Sean, what is your number 10? Yeah, my number 10 is The Suicide Squad. All right. Punt. 20, Punt. 2021 <laughs> Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the, you had the in there. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. It's a different movie. You got a double punt. Yeah. Okay. All punt. right. Awesome. Wow. I did not expect that, guys. <laughs> number ten. My number ten is uh, is Benedetta. Whoa. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So Benedetta. Um, I don't even know if any of you guys have seen it. Um, it's the new Paul Verhoeven film. Have any of you guys seen it? I, Sean? I did no. see it. Yeah. Okay. Sean shot. So uh, Benedetta is the new Paul Verhoeven film. It's um, about a nun who uh, believes she um, is marrying Jesus, who is married to Jesus. She like has these visions um, with him. Um, and then she begins a, a lesbian relationship with another nun. And like it's it's based on a true story. So a lot of the stuff happened in it. But also the movie feels like a fever dream where you don't know what's real and what's not real. Um, it's 
Paul Verhoeven is like obsessed with Jesus as a historical person. So there's just like a lot of like detail in there, but it's also like absurd on a weird level. Uh, there's a movie that came out in 2020 called Assassin 33 AD, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but it's, um, it's like a time travel, um, Jesus movie, like propaganda movie, uh, where these guys go back and like kill Jesus. And it's, it's super low budget. It's very bad, but like, I'm going on about because like there's there's part of me that feels like they're they're related on some level they're like they're they're kind of similar except I think Benda is like a really good movie and has a lot of like big ideas in it and I love how it doesn't like it doesn't really tell you exactly what's what's true um and even though it's based on true story so um or what's real but uh yeah so Bandetta is my number 10 yep nice really liked that movie too it's um it is every bit at, you know it, it is what you what it sounds like it's a paul verhoven nun movie with a sword wielding jesus decapitating people it's it's pretty crazy <laughs> how old it's, is it's paul weirder Hogan? than you would expect honestly but that guy's been making movies for so freaking long yeah is he he's like very old 80s? he's probably in his 80s jeez yeah I'm glad he was able to make this That's movie cool. before uh, he quit making movies. Yeah, because uh, he, he went quit? away for a while. He went away for a while. Um, he was fed up with Hollywood and went back to somewhere Austria. Yeah, and uh, made movies in Europe for a bit. Anyway, let's go on to our number nines. Uh, so, Brandon, what is your number nine? Number nine. Yes, it's a documentary called Fleet Hunt. next okay so derek uh what is your number nine my number nine was dune (laughs) right where's your pun nick what (laughs) um so (laughs) (laughs) uh where are we at so that sean uh what Mm. is your number 10 or number nine my number nine is Judas and the Black Messiah. Hunt. Nice. And so my number eight, then, is The Power of the Dog. Hunt. Okay, cool. All wow. punts on number nine. Yeah. Wonderful. Love it. You said your number eight, you but that was your number nine. Yeah. That was Just my number nine. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. my oh, number nine punt. was... Hunt as well. Hunt as well. Okay. Number nine yeah. was my it was The Power of the Dog. Now we're going on to number eight. Cool. So, so, uh, Brandon, what is your number eight? Probably be punted as well, but my number eight was the father. Hunt. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and so, Derek, what is your number eight? My number eight was Titan. Hunt. Oh, <laughs> are we ever going to like talk about any of these movies? We'll get no. there. We'll get there eventually. Um, Top five goes Sean, very slow usually. Sean, what is yeah. your number eight? My number eight is The Tragedy of Macbeth. All right. Okay. Let's talk about it. Here we go. I'm glad you have it on here. Let's talk uh-huh. about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a perfectly simple movie. Um it is, you know, one of the best tellings of this this 
ancient story. I don't know if you would call this ancient, but uh, of this, uh, you know, timeless story um, that I've seen. You know, there's, I've seen many versions of it, um, and this is probably my favorite. Um, it does some extremely unique things that I really hope catch on in the kind of uh, play adaptation or Shakespearean adaptation uh, realm. Um, it has the feeling of a stage play while also being cinematic. And, you know, it, I, th I just think kind of across the board, the decisions made for this movie were spot on. Um, it looks incredible. It's brilliantly performed um, by some, you know, A-class actors. And um, yeah, it's, it's unique. Um, and yeah, I highly recommend it. One of my top honorable mentions outside of my mm. top ten as well. Yeah, sure. it was up. It was up there for me. I'm just not super into Shakespeare, but like this was this was the most minimalistic, maximalist movie I've ever seen. Like yeah. it was like, <laughs> look at Denzel Washington's face. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> look, there's shadows. Uh. It was just so amazing how much they did with how little mm. they did. Yeah, so definitely. Um. Cool, Sean. Great pick. That was The Tragedy of Macbeth, and it is available to stream on Apple Plus um, or in theaters. So uh, let's go on. My my number eight, then, is Judas and the Black Messiah. So Sean had that at number nine. And this was a movie yep. that came out basically a year ago. Um, I I just thought it was really really well done you know it was um about um the black panthers and like kind of told that story and how you know american history i feel like american history kind of did them wrong and kind of showed them from a different perspective um but you know it's also about about trust and brotherhood and uh doing the right thing and you know obviously racial inequalities and you know the fight the FBI versus the Black Panthers and stuff and it just was a really really well done movie and it stuck with me the whole year so yeah Juice and the Black I think Messiah. this was the the first movie we reviewed um, in our movie calendar for 2021 but it, it, yeah, it feels so long ago it almost totally. feels like a 2020 film yeah and I guess that's where, wherever you put it yeah some, some people did consider 2020 yeah Camu, Camu. yeah Sean do you have anything to add about it yeah, sorry, I got distracted by the list again. Um, uh, good stuff. Yeah, very good stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a movie. It, it may have even been higher on my list if I had seen it more recently. I, I hadn't seen it since since it came out in theaters, honestly. It was one of the first movies I saw in theaters. And uh, yeah, it's just fantastic. Great performances all around. And um, yeah, um, really important movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was uh, the Jews and the Black Messiah. It's available to stream on HBO Max. Um, Brandon, we're going on to you now. So, what is your number seven? Get on to seven. My number seven film is the worst person in the world. Hunt. Oh, all right. I was about to start talking. <laughs> yeah, I've been punted uh, like three movies in a row now. Yeah. Well, poor Brandon. Nice. Very nice. So. So that was your number seven. So, uh, Derek, what is your number seven? 
My number seven was the Suicide Squad. Hunts. Nice. Dang. Damn. Damn. Um, Sean, uh, what is your number seven? My number seven is. Okay, you guys. What? <laughs> I have to say about my number seven. Uh, Screw you. It's my list. I'll do what I want. Oh my Get god. Back. <laughs> Get back. Is that oh. the movies? Get back. Oh, get back. Get back. Yep. Okay. Get back. Um, uh, no one. I, this is like, I, did, yeah, I was. I was going to say this is like Brandon Queen, OJ made America on there. Which yeah. one's yeah. longer? Definitely. Get back. Um, longer, I think. I, yeah, I'm not. They're about the same. They're right around the same length. Um. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh. This movie. Did anyone even consider this movie? For. Anyone think of it? I think I had it on my movie radar, but I so I think I counted it in my list, but I don't think I'd consider it for my top yeah. ten. If that right. makes sense. Like I like Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't begrudge you for putting it on there. I just like for me I'm kind of you know, I wouldn't have put OJ Made in America on mine either. So Yeah. Um yeah, it is I mean you know, ever since I saw this this movie, this documentary, it's the it's the Beatles documentary that that's come out um recently. Um, or last, uh, I think on Christmas and it's, um, it is incredible. It's, it's one of the more unique depictions of, uh, a musical music group writing music and, and being a band that I've ever seen. Um, and honestly it is the thing that I, in the last month or so, since I saw it, um, it's probably the movie that I have, or the, I'm calling it a movie. It's, it's potentially not a movie depending on how what you consider it but it's uh you know it, it's the movie that i talk about the most to people i'm i'm constantly recommending it to people i'm constantly asking people if they've seen it yet um and yeah it is it is an incredible experience um i could uh honestly just sit and watch this footage for days on end um, I could easily sit and watch it in its entirety all in one go. Um, and I absolutely loved it all the way through. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. Gotta say, yes, gotta say Peter Jackson too. Yes. Know. Peter, mm -hmm. Peter Jackson's, uh, Beatles documentary. On his documentary about... kick after they, uh, mm -hmm. they shall not grow old. He's doing this one yep. now and using a lot yep. of unique, um, tricks with wet digital in order to get mm -hmm. this old like documentary. I mean footage. it's it, yeah, so it's unbelievable. This footage has existed for for years. I mean there was a documentary that came out in like 1972 that had some of this footage, but mm -hmm. you know, it was like VHS quality. It was like terrible. I mean, you know, I haven't uh seen the documentary. I'm not saying the documentary is terrible, just the footage was very grainy and stuff and you watch this and it's high def, like beautiful. It's it's literally like hanging out with the Beatles. Like yeah. I'm sitting here watching at night, like smoking weed. And it feels like I'm just like in the room with them, just like chit chatting. And then they start jamming and they're, they're hilarious. It's, it's unbelievable. The footage that's on there, Sean, I totally mm -hmm. second what you're saying about talking to people yeah. about it. I feel like when it first came out, I was just every person I saw that had a slight interest in music. I was like, have you seen the Beatles documentary? I was calling <laughs> people up. Peter Graneth, have you have you watched it yet? He's like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just the, yeah, yeah, 
the part where um, they they wrote get back it just came yeah. out of paul's like brain like yeah pretty much every song on that album you get to see like as a as a hint of an idea f- become fully formed into this you know world changing song that that uh that came out on the let it be album they're so, so funny it's, too it's amazing yeah. it's amazing uh mm-hmm. it's one of the best documentaries uh yeah so i don't, I don't begrudge you to put it on it but yeah good good pick uh so that was get back um it's available on disney plus that was sean's number uh number seven pick so uh so my number seven pick is a movie i love so much and it is uh the matrix resurrections (laughs) oh my goodness guys i love jeff canada here i love this movie so much uh it's it's just it's like it was like everything i wanted from a matrix sequel it was just like like a legacy sequel i just it was so funny and it didn't try to be tied to the original stuff too much it didn't try to remake the original one it commented on it it was like about how, how dumb it is to make sequel legacy sequels but it had like a new idea it was and not just a new idea a bunch of new ideas like sci-fi ideas but then also just like romantic ideas and like humanistic ideas and just what it means to like care about each other and be real in the world. And it just, they're just bursting with ideas. And uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just love it so much. I just got done listening to uh, the blank check podcast did a three and a half hour episode (laughs) on it. And I was enthralled every minute of it. I immediately finished and turned on the movie again and I, it just, it was better the second viewing. So, yep, it was, it was, uh, just, it was just so great. So, yeah, The Matrix Resurrections is my number seven. Wow. Nice. I don't know if this is going to be the only controversial note, pick. Note, yeah. And note the <laughs> no comments on, oh, I wish I could have fit that in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, that, like, it is, I am pretty shocked that, like, so many people are responding it so strongly like i you know it's but there's you're not you're definitely not alone um you're, oh i know oh, that i mean i'm on the podcast. right i'm on the right side of it you know <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm in the right camp on this one i mean honestly i'm not i actually i don't really believe in movies that way you know um i real quick as a quick side tangent just like i was re- doing some reflecting on what i like love about movies and that's kind of how i put my list together and like my favorite kind of movies are movies that uh, like subvert your expectations, that uh, showcase cultures or time periods that I wouldn't otherwise know about. Uh, they're empathy machines. That whole quote, uh, you know, understanding the intricacies between of of human detail, and uh, creative concepts and ideas, like original ideas that are materialized. And I feel like this one was like all about subverting expectations and. There was so much creativity bursting through it and ideas, you know, just ideas, ideas. Those are the things I care about. Like, I care so much more these days. I mean, you, you guys know me. I watched I watched 100 movies this year. Like, for me, like, I don't really care about, like, quote unquote, like, pacing or editing or whatever. Like, I don't really care about any of the, like, objective quality movie things. I just want ideas and, like originality that's my that's my biggest concern and this movie had so much of that so much voice so uh yeah i mean that's why i love uh that's why i love the matrix resurrections strong defense nice well done well done 
So we're going on to our number. I forgot that I was like, I need to go on to the next one. So yeah, uh, you're also the host. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm done with that. Take a breath. So um, let's move on to our number sixes. So Brandon, your number six pick is. It's finally the Suicide Squad. Yeah. All right. There it is. Yeah. Uh, wow. Where did it appear in your guys' list? To recap. Mine was, was my ten. My seven. Yeah. Uh, okay so i mean just like i'm shocked how much i liked and loved this movie while watching it and while talking about it after um and it, like you said about get back it was really fun to just tell people to go see this movie that i just blast watching um talking about like endless creativity within the superhero genre um this movie has so many set pieces and setups and payoffs that are like so elaborate and fun when they finally hit throughout this film. And I think it's James Gunn did an incredible job. He made this totally unique and hilarious and some of the most like beautiful and well put together action climaxes um, I've seen in a superhero film. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really great. Um, and I'll let you guys talk about it some more as well. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, I loved it too. Um, you know, big James Gunn fan. And uh, it was just cool to see like him not be, you know, I love his Guardians of the Galaxies movies, but it was fun to, to see him be like weird and like not be afraid to like show like a lot of blood and gore and like, That's true, yeah. and like the movie yeah. gets pretty weird. Like there's like a doctor mm -hmm. having weird, like sexual fantasies with like an alien starfish and stuff like that. And there's some good body horror in this movie. Yeah. There's yeah. some body yeah. horror. And, you know, I wasn't sure how like John Cena was going to um, play out in this. And, you know, when he makes his, like, I guess his heel turn towards the end of the movie is uh -huh. like, like he's really good. And, um, yeah, I mean, when when a movie nails a third act like this movie does, it's like it's mm -hmm. it's really like it's engraves so, itself in. So you. rare for yeah. the superhero genre to nail the third act. Of this yeah, movie. yeah. And this one, I was like crying in the third act of this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the just shark really... was so good. Yeah, the shark. Yeah, the shark was good. Like, and he emotional. You know, the shark who didn't have any. You know, was a big shark was emotional. Just... Yeah. Yeah. He's like really good at finding beauty in kind of the grotesque or the, you know, you know, upsetting images um, like the start, the rats and the starfish mm -hmm. at the end or like the the polka dot um, guy mm -hmm. and like how the virus was affecting him. The way that he shows that is so like kind of gross, but also like colorful and and almost beautiful, but also really sad mm -hmm. um, and tragic. And, and, you know, he's, he somehow managed to manages to pull off so many different emotions and, and um, I guess like, um, yeah, bodily reactions, uh, you know, innate yeah. reactions uh, to, to visual, uh, you know, his visuals. And he's, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um I, I absolutely love this movie, and I will say it is. We should all be embarrassed that this movie did so well. Didn't do 
did so poorly in mm-hmm. uh, in the box office. In an age where superhero um, movies are yeah. the things doing best, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would no way home believe... is pushing two billion dollars yeah. at the box office right now. I mean, let's I, not talk about the box office. There's I know, no, like, I know, there's, but... like the box office is just like a like it's random. Like it's not random, but like it's not like you can't really draw any sort of conclusions to the box office right now. Well, in this if movie's anything, not... it's like. It's not going to have any effect like they like HBO, like Warner Brothers knew like they were going to put this out on streaming too, like day one. Yeah, so exactly. And like it's done. It's clearly done. I mean, I don't know how the the Suicide Squad did on streaming, but the Peacemaker is doing fantastic. Like yeah. John Cena, it's a like it's a huge hit for Cena. He uh, there. They already announced a season two of it. Like it's it's huge. It's it's I think they announced it was like one of their biggest like streaming like pickup. So like it's 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 a hit to, you know one thing i forgot to say in like a movie like a film landscape of like the just good enough marvel movies that i feel like we often get year after year that this movie has everything just dialed up to 11 in each of its like genres and categories and it's so refreshing to see um someone who's trying this hard uh to put together a film this good mm-hmm. for sure Gotta take a shot of Marvel in there, huh? <laughs> a little bit. I feel like Marvel movies have like. I mean, it's not, definitely not just Marvel, but yeah. Yeah. I I feel like Marvel movies are all right, but we don't need to talk about that right now. Um. All right, that was Brandon. Is anyone gonna is anyone gonna have Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League on their list? I'm not gonna um, lie, it's on my honor really? mentions. Nice. I looked at it for a second. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> hella. I mean, I honestly, I don't think I have any, I don't have any super movies here, movies in my top 10, but I was like, I was considering it, you know, I mean, I don't know, yeah. I usually do. And I thought it was actually a really good year for superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Matrix isn't a superhero movie. Hmm? A little bit. Matrix isn't a superhero movie. I don't think so. I mean, it's not a comic book movie, but anyways, it's a joke. Got it. <laughs> I'll take a note on that. Okay. <laughs> um, Okay, so that was Brandon's number six, right? That was yeah, Brandon's six. number six. So yes. Derek, Derek, what is your number? My number six is Maggie Gyllenhaal's The Lost Daughter. Oh, um, I wasn't expecting anyone else to have it on their list. This movie just like really clicked for me and really um, hit me. And I thought it was when I first watched it, I wasn't like really blown away by it. But probably, uh, like, there's only a couple movies that I thought about more and more than, like, like this movie just really stuck with me. And I kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it, it kept popping up in my head. And, um, yeah, I just, I found something in that movie that I thought was very, very rewarding. And I thought she, she did some very, um, some very, like, sophisticated emotions and stuff with that movie. And it's just a really impressive first film and um yeah i i loved it i thought it was really really great great performance this, this is the first movie that we've talked about today that i haven't seen mm-hmm. and i've been kind of nervous about it just because yeah. i'm i just you know parenting sort of stuff can be yeah. devastating and uh i just didn't know if i was like i don't know i just wasn't <laughs> i just was kind of nervous. the trailer made me nervous yeah so i was like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if i want to watch this movie right now yeah. i just kept hearing it was like devastating for parents but um but you're you i didn't listen to the guy's I, review i kind of right. avoided a lot of stuff about this movie so 
Like I think you'll mm-hmm. like it a lot. It's yeah. a good. It's a good parenting movie. Like, I don't. It, it's maybe it's heavy. Spoiler. Yeah, it's it's not heavy in the way that you might be afraid of. Yeah. Um, from the trailers. Um, okay. It it doesn't it doesn't go down the road that you worry it might. <laughs> well, I I just don't know. I mean, I don't yeah. even know. Like it wasn't. You know, I get worried about different things. I guess I was kind of worried on an existential level when you know in December it was life was kind of crazy and i just was like i don't know if i can handle like thinking too much about what kind of parent i might or may not be if a kid's getting lost or something <laughs> is this gonna be another loveless situation and uh you know honestly but, I, I think that this it sounds like this is the movie for you like i think you should really watch it and i think you'll really like it i think you I was kind of like you and shannon would probably love it it's really good yeah i mean i was mm. planning kind of on watching it before the academy awards because it did get nominated for a bunch of stuff yeah. so uh acting performances so um cool pick i mean i'm i mean you you liking it makes me feel better about it so um yeah i'll seek it out i'll seek it out yeah it was definitely in my uh you know kind of in the mix of me making my top tens but didn't didn't quite yeah maybe if i was easy and easily stream it on netflix too Mm -hmm. yep yep yeah okay cool so um, that was Derek's number six. So, Sean, what is your number six? My number six is The French Dispatch. Hunt. Nice. Cool. So uh, that was Sean's number six. Uh, my number six is a little movie called The Last Duel. Punt. Hunt. All right. Hunt. Cool. Cool, Whoa. cool, cool. Whoa. Not seeing that coming. Cool. Well, um, number right. six. Um, so, yeah, let's move on. Uh, let's move on to Brandon's number five. Brandon, what is your number Top five? five? Real quick, I, I will say, uh, Brandon and Derek, check your threes. Mine's not, like, updated. Or, sorry, check your number what... number eight. Anyways, check your number eight second. movies. So uh, my don't turn? have to spend much time on it, but... Yeah. Okay, uh, we're on my movie number five is The Last Duel. Punt. Punt. Okay. <laughs> so, Derek, what is your number five? My number five is The Green Knight. I'm the only one Punt. that has it. Oh, okay. Punt. <laughs> <It's> like, <what? laughs> yeah. Sean told me to look at the list. Uh, I looked at yeah, it. But... All right. Okay, oh, so... Right, Sean, there. there we go. <laughs> Sean, what is your number five? Um, sorry, what did Derek just say? The Green Knight. Uh, he said he said Green, the Green Knight. Knight. Right. Yeah. Okay. Derek, you want to get that on there for me? Falling a little behind here. Okay, my number five is the Last Duel. Punt. So uh, my number five is Licorice Pizza. Anyone? Licorice Pizza? Close. Oh. Very close. <laughs> yeah. Very close. Um, well, Mitchell's uh, versus the Machines kicked it out. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, Licorice Pizza is the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie, and uh, I'm a big PTA fan. I feel like every movie he's made, I'm just like pretty much enthralled with. And uh, this one was no exception. Uh, I had so much fun with this movie. It was um, just basically just dropping you into 70s uh, Hollywood, California, and uh, just the wackiness that goes along with it. It just there were all these 
um, weird stories and uh, just hilarious experiences. And, um, you know, there was a nice little romance in there, but it wasn't even truly a romance. Like it's kind of kind of controversial, but, uh, you know, I, I, I would argue that like the movie is actually trying to keep the characters apart. Um, there isn't actually a lot of romance there. It just, it's a lot of chemistry and, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I just had so much fun with this movie and there's all these little stories that I just, I, I just know I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch it twice, but I know that I'm going to watch it like a lot over the, over the years. Um, just because I, I just know it's going to be an easy movie to go back to. And just, I, I've talked to a lot of people about it. Uh, just remember that part. Oh yeah. That part. And, and, um, uh, yeah. So yeah. Licorice yeah. pizza would be number, my number five. Yeah. I totally agree, Nick. Um, I think, uh, to add to what you said, um, I think this movie is a movie that kind of wears the clothes of a movie that kind of romanticizes the seventies, you know, it's like, it's, it's all fun and games and everyone was just running around having a blast, kind of like a, maybe a Richard Linkletter movie or, or, uh, you know, um, I don't know. There's a bunch of seventies movies where everyone, you know, it's just kind of a romp, but I, I loved how this movie did not shy away from the, the downsides of the, of the seventies, <clears> the ugly parts of it, the sexism and the racism and, and all those things. It, it kind of just, it, while it was a ton of fun, it also, you know, really felt true to the time um, and all of the, not just cherry picking um, what was, what it was to be in that time. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember walking out of the theater and Shannon just, just like taking a breath and being like, wow, that was, that movie was just really about like power dynamics and imbalances every single yeah, scene definitely. nonstop from beginning to end. Um, and I stood back, I was like, holy shit. Like it was such a great point, literally yeah. every scene. Great film, and like subtle. Like I don't know. I feel like Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson makes these like big, you know, important movies, and then he'll, but then he'll also just he has these like passion projects that are like a little like not as much like in your face about how great they are. Um, you know, for example, like Inherent Vice is such a weird movie, and no one really talks about it, but like. Like I love it. I've seen it like five times, and uh, I just I just know that Liquor Speech is gonna have the same sort of effect. So, so let's move into uh, deeper into our list. Uh, that was my number number five. It was Liquor Pizza. So, Brandon, what is your number four? My number four is The Power of the Dog. Hunt. Okay. All right. So, uh, Derek, what is your number four? My number four was Last Night in Soho. All right. Yeah. Um, it was Edgar Wright's new movie. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I'm kind of a sucker for him. It's hard for me not to, like, just, like, obsess over every movie he puts out. Um, and it was cool to see him, like, finally really do, like, a, a his version of, like, a horror movie. So all of his movies always have like a hint of horror, but he's never really done a straight horror. And um, yeah, this movie was just so stylized and so like the look of this movie is so freaking complex, like just from scene to scene and like how, I don't know, it's just such a, it, he did a lot of like, 
thinking back at like Scott Pilgrim and stuff, he had a lot of like scenes transitioning into other scenes, but all like practically, you know, like a set mm-hmm. would like unfold into another set. He does that a lot in this movie. And um, it's just so gorgeous and like awesome to watch. And um, yeah, I thought it was kind of a unique horror movie too. You know, it wasn't like a flat out, like really scary movie. Uh, but it felt like he was really going for like a cool style and um yeah i just thought it was it was a blast it was awesome yeah yeah derek i I basically second that this was literally my number 11 like this was the one movie that i really wanted yeah i thought i was sure you were gonna have it on your list yeah i mean i kept telling you like it was it was the one movie that like like i uh I know I really want Benedetta to be on my list. I probably I almost switched out the power of the dog in last day in Soho, but there's a lot of chaotic energy in my list, and I feel like I need uh, the power of the dog to um, to anchor anchor my list a little bit. <laughs> right. I just yeah, I don't know. Last night in Soho is just it's a wild ride, you know. I mean, yeah. it's I loved how it created the time period. Like it felt like you were in the '60s in London, mm-hmm. and it was so so engrossing in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it uh, and then it becomes horrifying and it, the horror concept, I feel like, was truly realized. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah. yeah. Great. Pick. This is this is the movie almost more so than any other movie, aside from maybe like Dune that I go back and watch like behind the scenes for. I just love seeing all the little tricks he does throughout this movie practically to to make it look like these two people are, you know, kind of occupying the same body. And um, it's just like, there's so much many cool little techniques, clever little techniques that he uses to to pull off some of those scenes. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those movies that just, that tickles me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good movie. So that, that was, uh, that was Derek's uh, number Four. That was number four. Number yeah. Four. So that was Derek's number four. Uh, the last night in Soho. Um, honestly, I think the reason it didn't make my list is because I keep calling it the wrong name. Um, <laughs> it started as a joke and it became like a real thing where I keep almost saying the last Soho on the left. I can't not say that. And so I, um, you know, how big movie. of a fan can I be of the movie? I can't say its name right. So yeah. um, let's let's move on. Uh, Sean, what is your number four? My number four is um, the father. Solid. Which uh, who oh, Brandon? Yeah. I I believe you had it on yours yes. as well. Number eight for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is another movie that came out last year. Um, well, uh, early last year, you know, almost considered a uh, 2020 movie. Um, but I didn't put it on my list last year for for whatever reason. And um, it's it's a movie that had a, a pretty major effect on me. Um, me and Brandon lost our grandma uh, early last year as well, and I saw this movie fairly shortly after after that. Um, uh, we lost her to uh, Alzheimer's, and um, yeah, it was uh, the performance central performance is is so incredible. Um, uh, you know, it's it's. Hard to describe. It's it's um, a transcendent performance, to be cliche, um, but it's uh, it's also a movie that's kind of unique in that it, you know, I feel like most, if not all, uh, Alzheimer's movies, at least that I've seen, 
um, show Alzheimer's from the perspective of the people that it is, uh, the people around the the um, person who is sick that it is affecting. You know, the 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 lives of the people who are trying to take care of the the person who has Alzheimer's. Whereas this one really puts you in the shoes of the the person with Alzheimer's, um, and you know, kind of does a pretty incredible job at actually depicting what it might feel like to be living through this disease. And um, it's pretty terrifying. And it is, um, it, but at the same time, it's it's enlightening. And it is, at least for me, it it made me understand. Uh, you know, my grandma a lot more and what she was going through and, and um, the things she experienced and why she was doing the things she did and why she was behaving the way she, she did towards the end. Um, and it, yeah, it was uh, an incredible film. Um, and it'll, you know, it's, it's definitely a movie that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, well said. Well, yeah, said. well said. All right, Sean, uh, Sean made me watch this movie. Um, mm -hmm. Putting it off for a lot of the above reasons, for the same reason that Nick maybe was putting off the, the lost daughter mm -hmm. uh, from Netflix. Uh, I mean, similar anxiety. You don't want to put yourself through like stuff like this sometimes. Um, but yeah, over the summer, Sean finally made me watch it. Uh, it's a very difficult movie to watch, but it is incredibly well done. And it is, it's not what you expect. I mean, Sean described it really well. Um, the diving bell and the butterfly for similar style for Alzheimer's and um, talk about last night in Soho, this, the, just the tricks and the way they creatively were able to display that on screen um, was just pretty amazing. So that's why I chose it as well. Yeah. You guys are totally spot on. Thanks for sharing. Uh, I, I was, you know, it's personal stuff. I think it goes a long way on, on the show, but it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's, I, I I just want to second what you guys are saying. Like Sean, you mentioned that Anthony Hopkins' performance was transcendent. It really was. But like again, what Brandon's saying too, it's like like to me, what was what the movie, what made the movie so special was how they were able to like really like edit it in a way that felt jarring as as the audience. You know, like they had yeah. they kept you on your toes in a really um, really real way. So um, yeah. Um, have you seen it yet, Derek? I haven't. Okay. So that movie is The Father, and uh, that was Brandon's number eight. Sorry, uh, eight. Number not number, eight. number number three. Oh, it's Brandon's My number, number eight. Sean's number. Two. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Brandon's number eight. Sean's number four. Four. We're at number four. Sorry, guys. We're <laughs> at number four. So that was Sean's number four. Uh, the Father. So, uh, my number four is Drive My Car. Have, have any of you guys seen Drive My Car yet? Yeah, we, yes. uh, me and Brandon you just saw it, Brandon. That was last week's uh, podcast, I believe. Oh, you guys saw it. Okay. Yeah. And didn't make yeah. any of your guys' list. Oh, wow. No, I was a little surprised. surprised but yeah. Were you not so hot on it? I didn't listen to the episode. I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> No, we, we weren't we, not hot on it. We had a we good discussion about on. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, uh, you know, I, I, I thought it was a great movie. I walked out of the theater. I saw it with, uh, you know, friend of the show, Cal, Shay, and we were, you know, we saw it together. And throughout the movie, I didn't know how much I was actually, like, enjoying it. Like, I was recognizing how great it was, but I was like, it's a long movie. And you get, like, so engrossed in it. And, 
you know, I mean, the balls of this movie to uh, have the opening credits come in at 45 minutes. I was yeah. like, this freaking movie. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, Derek, yeah, yeah. I'm like, For like this movie Derek. starts, yeah. this movie starts, a bunch of stuff happens. You know, you get you get attached to the characters, all this really interesting drama, subtle details. You're like in, invested. And then, and then something happens. The yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. and then and then something happens, and then it's like names just start appearing on the screen, yeah. and it's like Jesus. almost almost as I if was... like he wrote an entire movie like that started from the the opening credits, and then he was like, I feel like this movie needs a little more context, <laughs> and then do a quick forty five minute scene. Kept, yeah, a quick forty five minute opening <laughs> opening scene. opening movie. It's like a yeah. short film in front of the in front of an already long film. Wow. and uh it's but like it, it's amazing though like and it, it deserves it like it deserves that that time and mm -hmm. um you know again i wasn't i was like this movie's fantastic this is amazing and then uh we walked home and with like me and cal walked from his house and on the walk home we were just talking about all these like like little things that happen in the movie and there's so much complexity in this movie there's so many layers and it's one of those movies that works on a character level and like and a story level and like a metaphorical level too like there's all sorts of different aspects of this movie to look at and kind of pick apart and just like think about there's just a lot a lot a lot to unpack and um yeah i mean i just thought it was just really 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 well done and um yeah, I just yeah. thought it was fantastic. So yeah, yeah, for I mean, for me, the uh, I think watching the movie was you know it's a little bit hard. It's long and it's a little bit you could say it's a little bit slow. But like what the, what I said in the the podcast was that it's a movie that's going to last. I, the more I think about it, it, the more I think I'm going to like it and and think positively. Like it, it is a very complex movie. There's a lot going on. It is just, you know, the actual sitting experience of it is a little, um, I don't even know what to say. It's not, you know, not, not bad. It's just, it's just a, a little bit hard to, to watch, to sit down and watch. I, I, I mean, yeah, I feel like it's, I, I'll, I, I definitely want to watch it again. I will mm -hmm. watch it again. It's going to be on HBO Max in a few weeks, and I definitely plan on watching it again. Um, I, I it's not it's not like boring though mm. you know it's it's just like it's kind of like a lot it's day-to-day -day type of stuff how long and is this movie it's a good three, three hours, hours. Oh, okay. it's a good three hours and like solid three hours but uh yeah I, I don't know yeah yeah it'll be as long as the <laughs> batman <laughs> <laughs> i'm really um, glad you picked this movie nick like um it's mm -hmm. it's awesome that we're able to mention it and that people mm -hmm. should see it and uh, I definitely liked it. Uh, just in the beer. Mm -hmm. Just uh, Mitchell's versus the machines was better. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> burn. Um. So yeah, let's uh, move on. That was my number four. So Brandon, Top what three. is your number three? Yeah. Top three. Here we go. I think someone mentioned it before. Uh, my number three was the Green Knight. Yeah, that was so my. Derek? That was my number five. Yeah. Number five. Okay, pretty high up too. Yeah. Um, this is David Lowry's new film. I've uh, been like David. David Lowry's been like low key, just one of the best directors around for a while, and he's just made some awesome movies this last decade. And The Green Knight is no exception. Um, it's crazy. He's just making a Peter Pan movie next. But um, anyways, this uh, this is a retelling of one of the Arthurian legends, uh, The Green Knight. 
and it is haunting and extremely gorgeous. Uh, it has one of the most like mic drop climaxes, like when the movie just like wraps up in the perfect way, in the mm-hmm. perfect moment, <laughs> in the perfect final scene. It just like really does something for the, you know, for the overall like quality enjoyment of the film. Mm-hmm. The end of the Green Knight is so good. Um, I I love this movie. Uh, it's fascinating, just like watching Macbeth, um, watching like this story as old as time that's been around forever watching a modern retelling of it which is the most gorgeous visuals um i don't know i don't know what else to say uh david lowry is amazing what do you think derek yeah i mean i second everything you said um i really like dev patel too and um yes. and he was he was really great in this movie and um he needs to star in more movies yeah i feel it's weird sure. like he's yeah he's just so great to watch and i'm just surprised we don't get to see him very often but um yeah, like, you know, however you kind of feel about the movie, yeah, a great ending, like, does so much for me. And, mm-hmm. yeah, this movie just, like, this last, like, five minutes, and, like, the last line of the movie, you're just, like, you can't help but, like, it was, like, almost clapping by myself in my <laughs> house watching this movie. It was just, like, yes, like, this movie, it's just, it's great. And it's, um, and it's really unique. And, uh, yeah, David Lowry makes good movies you know it's just a really solid dependable director mm-hmm. oh, he's great for sure and uh yeah it's it's such an epic i wish i had it uh, for whatever reason it's kind of just dipped in my my memory since i saw it and i don't have a lot of urge to go back to it but it's solid in my top 20 so um yeah you know nice uh that was the green knight and that was there that was uh brand's number three so, yes. Derek, what is your number? I don't know why I'm so nervous to tell you guys my number three. Uh, I know none of you guys have this on your list. I haven't talked to any of you guys about this movie. I don't know what you guys think about it. I feel like it's probably the most eye rolly uh, of oh, the movies we have on here. I'm, but I mean, what? did you see Brandon and Sean's reaction to the Matrix? <laughs> no, I know, I know. They <laughs> fell out of their chair, literally. Their eyes were on the ground. Just well, kidding. my number three is Bo Burnham's Inside. Oh, why is this eye rolly? I don't know. No, I, it's, that is great. It's kind of a weird. Derek. Is that I've a heard movie? Of, like, yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, an hour like and a half. The musical. only reason I didn't put it on my list is because I didn't want to have two like almost not movies. On oh, the okay. shows get back. Yeah, um, yeah. Jeff Kanata put this at his number one film of the year. Oh yeah. wow, makes you feel better. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to consider it besides a movie. It's, yeah. it, I mean, it's funny, but it's not like a comedy special, you know. But um. I think if anything, it's like a apocalyptic musical is kind of what it feels like to me. Um, that is a great description. Of it. <laughs> like it's everything, apocalyptic musical. But like everything, I don't like. I don't know. This movie's just so shocking because, like, the stuff he does, like the lighting and like the camera work and like his editing and just the songs. Like, part of me doesn't believe he did it all by himself, but maybe Bo Burnham's just more talented than. We, I give him credit for it. I don't know. Like, it's pretty incredible. And his songs are so freaking good. I've listened to the Inside album, like, probably 20 times. He was my number one most listened to artist this year on Spotify. So, and, and, um, yeah, Derek, I've been listening to That Funny Feeling a lot. Yeah, that one's yeah. really good. And That song is remarkable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I probably, I think I watched the movie, this movie, like, five times this year. Um, wow. I don't know. It just, I thought it really captured, like 
kind of the mood of the of like 2020 really well and just like i don't know like kind of just questioning everything and like your life and all the weird stuff and like technology that's going on and and you know he has his like bo burnham charm and he's just really funny he has like there's just some bits in there that um that are so like up my alley just like his like the commenting on like him making a video like skit in this movie i don't know if you guys remember which one i'm talking about but it's like he's commenting on a video and then the video loops yeah. back into him commenting on him commenting on the video and it just like keeps going but the like the intricacy of how he had to what he had to do to pull off that skit is so complex and it's just like it's kind of a dumb it's a dumb joke but like that probably took like days of planning to Mm -hmm. pull like it's so complicated (laughs) it's a simple joke but it's it's like yeah there's so much depth to it there's there's so many layers of depth yeah like and in like depth portraying his own psychology as right. he is like creating art and then like looking at his creation and then looking at the way he's looking at his creation and mm-hmm. then like taking it a couple more steps further yeah. than that and it's just and yeah, yeah. It, it's it is i completely agree it is brilliant um, yeah yeah it's interesting seeing this Which, as maybe like even a film follow-up to eighth grade even though he would consider yeah. it maybe one of his comedy specials but like right. he directed eighth grade and now he's directed inside Mm-hmm. it's crazy to see like what he's gonna come up with next yeah my, my theory because he hasn't really done any interviews or anything since this came out but my theory is that he owed netflix a comedy special and he oh. probably had written one and was gonna go on tour but didn't and so he like did this and added some more songs and stuff and Interesting. But, uh, but yeah that was my my number three it's really mm-hmm. good i haven't seen it it's so good. Um, it's such an easy so watch good. too. Yeah. But, um, Short. Brilliant. Um, yeah. So that was Derek's number three inside. Um, so Sean, what is your number three? Let's see. Did I get Derek's number? Yes, I did. My number three. What is my number three? My number three is the power of the dog. There you go. Yep. There it is. Where uh, else had it? I had it at number Four. nine. Yep. Derek, uh, you no, no I don't think Derek did not have it. Brandon, you had it, and Nick had it. Um, yeah. So, uh, the power of the dog. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely a big Western fan. Um, uh, you know, I did did my Western anthology. Uh, I don't even remember how long ago, a couple of years ago. Um, and I just. I love a modern Western that is still finding ways to tell a different Western story. Um, it This is, you know, in a lot of ways, it could be considered an anti-Western. I mean, it probably would be considered an anti-Western. Uh, there's, there isn't hardly any guns in this movie. I don't think anyone holds a gun. I Maybe there's like guns that are holstered or, or whatever. Maybe someone's carrying a gun at some point, but you know, it, it's, there's no one wielding a gun. There's no shooting. Um, there, there's, uh, as far as like the the kind of more tropey Western elements, this movie is very, you know, does very minimally. But um, there is a ominous banjo. 
there is there that definitely a western is an trope ban- <laughs> well i don't know if i i don't recall there ever being an ominous banjo um there's definitely well, deliverance plenty of had a banjo that was ominous. That is, i, I actually don't know if that was a western i have not seen deliverance but um yeah definitely i mean that that scene um is, is definitely one of my favorite scenes when he's playing it playing the banjo um benedict cumberbatch for me this is the first the only um performance he's done that really made me like say wow you know it's it's incredible it really puts him up uh on that like top tier of actors i i I know he's always been really good i mean i've I've thought he's always been really good but this really kind of leveled him up for me um and it's very it says a lot that um, all four of the main actors in this movie were nominated for um, Oscars this year. Um, Jesse Plemons, uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst, Benedict Cumberbatch, and um, the kid. Oh, no. Kid. I'm blanking on his name. But um, Odie Smith McKee. Yeah. McKee. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, absolutely incredible por- performances all around. Um, it's a. It's also a Western that where I feel like there, it's a really common Western trope where uh, you, the, the new, the kind of the new age of modern, the modern era of the United States is kind of encroaching on the West and kind of pushing out this old, uh, this old generation of outlaws or, you know, whatever um, kind of, uh, and it's usually that new encroaching modern era that is portrayed as a villain whereas like i I think what's really interesting about this movie is that it flips that and it portrays this old kind of stubborn stuck in their ways um you know uh toxic masculinity um of the western that is so prominent in the western genre and it portrays that as the villain or the the um yeah the kind of thing that is the the you know the antagonist yeah Yeah, the antagonist of the movie um and i think it does some really incredible stuff with that um throughout the movie there's some great scenes of benedict cumberbatch just ominous and um you know um looming over some of the other characters and uh it's a it's an incredible film and the ending is just you know really seals the deal for me Definitely. Like, just like the, the Green Knight, this is yeah. an ending that hits totally perfectly and mm-hmm. and makes everything you've seen before it not not worthwhile, but uh, elevates it even further. Um, this is definitely just like the drama of dramas this year, but it, and it's very much that, but it's done so well. The script is so perfect and tight, and obviously the performances are incredible. Um, the setting, the background, Direction. there's... The direction there's some just really special scenes throughout this movie that make you feel a lot um and it's it's done great um yeah this yeah this is my number it's my number four yeah um i just want to yeah i mean i love this movie i thought it was a lot better than i thought it was gonna be honestly i like i i don't know i'd never seen a jane campion movie before and now i want to watch all of her movies mm-hmm. and i think that like Going into it, I was kind of like, okay, it's going to be a Western. It, you know, we'll see. It looks like an Oscar movie. You know, we'll see how much I like it. And then, you know, the movie does, 
I feel like the movie kind of plays a trick on you a little bit where like you don't know what this movie is until basically the end of the movie. And I wouldn't call it a twist because I think it gradually mm-hmm. reveals itself. A twist usually like happen and, you know, mm-hmm. turn everything on side. But I do think like I haven't I haven't re- had a chance to rewatch it yet. I definitely plan to. But I think it'll be a completely different viewing experience the the second yeah. time. Yeah, totally and, agree. And um, Sean, I just want to kind of piggyback what you're saying about like uh, masculinity and the West and how they portray the characters. One thing that I thought that was interesting about this movie is how it, it, um, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch was clearly the like heel of the movie. You know, he was the antagonist in a lot of ways. But um, I also think the movie was showing like uh, like toxic masculinity in all its forms. Like mm-hmm. it was showing, it like highlighted it with um, the other characters as well, and um, and I just you know it's like Ben Cumberbatch was, was definitely the bad guy, but like it also the movie did not shy yeah. away from There's... like showing how how you know how wrong you can be in other ways as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, that was the power of the dog. That was Brandon's number. Um, not, I'm sorry. Brandon, that was Sean. That was Brandon's number four. That was Sean's number three. Mm-hmm. So, top two. Here we come. Top two. Here we oh, come. Did you say your wow. number three, Nick? No, that was no, my number three. My number oh. three. I almost skipped mine. Thanks for catching <laughs> me, Derek. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, my number three was Titan. Oh, Whoa. Here we go. Wow. So. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so Titan had it on our list. Yeah, you are. Only to that side. I saw it. Sean saw it. Oh, yeah, Sean. <laughs> um, so yeah, Titan. Um, it's the new horror film by Julia Ducantor. Uh, I definitely said her name wrong. <laughs> do how do you say her name, Julia? I think it's Ducourneau. Is how I Ducourneau. Yeah. Good for Eric. Ducourneau. Um, yeah. I mean, this movie is like unlike any other movie um it's absolutely it's like it's so stylized um it's a body horror uh to the extreme um it's it's weird as fuck it's got strange ideas um and it's 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 very you know it's it's very big initially like initially there's just a lot going on and uh it's and then it like it turns into something else. You know, it's, it's kind of a weird thing because you, you watch the trailer for it and it seems like it's going to be a movie that's like hitting you all cylinders nonstop. And it does do that. Um, but then it kind of like slows down. It becomes more of like a smaller personal story. And it, it it's yeah. It, in that it explores like complicated relationships and uh, like gender fluidity and uh, you know, I don't know. It's it just it's to me is I often say movies you know like great style but not a lot of substance. I thought this movie was uh, one of those movies that just was pure like had so much style and then like also had like a lot going on like sub substance wise. You know there was just a lot of like all the characters were fleshed out. Uh, their relationships were complicated uh, and they were going through like. I don't want to say real things because the things were kind of like <laughs> unreal, but mm-hmm. like the, the emotions certainly they were a metaphor real. for real things. And, and, um, Absolutely. you know, 
and it was a great horror film you know it was it was the kind of horror movie that like uh it's a weird movie i bought on blu-ray and i (laughs) i watched like i watched it again and it's a weird horror movie because like there are parts of it that definitely cross lines for me (laughs) and horror fans like myself are kind of weird because we kind of like crossing lines but i still don't like like there were parts of that movie where i just like like I, I don't usually cover my eyes, but like I, I did in this movie. Like there were parts where I like I literally couldn't watch, and um, yeah, I, I remember when I saw this movie. Uh, I actually did a double feature that day. I did uh, Venom and then Titan. It was a wonderful double feature, Sounds and awesome. uh, it was great. It was so good. I wish I wish Venom could have been in my top ten. I tried, I didn't make it, but um, uh, but then the um, I remember there was only two other people in theater there's like a couple that was seen behind me and you know i took i took a spot in the front row you know i put my legs up on the bar and i you know the movie finished and the couple like i'm seeing through the credits because i was sitting through the credits and this the couple comes down they both look at me like at the same time and i made eye contact with them and then we just like kind of like stared at each other like yeah that was an experience <laughs> as, as as they walked out and um yeah so yeah that's titan for me that was my number eight also and yeah i second everything you say movies it's insane and um i think the fact that it works as well as it do is like really showing of how good of a director she is and like i know rob i think was on all of our lists um yeah our last movie and like the fearlessness and like for her to like come back with this movie and she's like this is like the story i want to tell it's like what the fuck are you thinking and somehow she pulls it off and honestly like yeah like it has some really deep like honest emotions on top of this like bizarre story that um you know when things like that are are done as well as they're done in this movie it's hard not to like feel moved and like affected by him even when like something like as insane as like the concept of this movie is happening on screen um i don't know i thought it was actually kind of like especially like by the end of the movie i was like that's a beautiful movie you know but at the the beginning it's hard to understand how you could yeah. possibly feel that way yeah at the end. But, it's like um, almost a an uplifting like happy ending yeah but uh, the oh, that was a nice music. ending okay. yeah <laughs> yeah it's but uh like... yeah oh sorry oh no I'm, no you're, you're fine go ahead i was just gonna say i think this is a movie that only suffered a bit for me because i saw it by myself and i didn't really have anyone to talk about it with afterwards and it definitely feels like a movie that you need to watch and then just like you know get it out of your system yeah. and like go over it and it's just like yeah, yeah sean i literally like when this movie was over i like went out to my car and just started like scroll i like in my podcast feed on my on the podcast app i just searched uh titan and i found a podcast where the whole the whole podcast like the concept of this other podcast is that they uh one person watches the movie and the other per it's a horror podcast and one person watches the horror movie the other person mm. doesn't and she explains the movie to the other person uh-huh. like beat by beat so like mm. yeah. basically like i listen to uh, a person basically tell the whole story of the po- of the movie mm-hmm. uh immediately after i got done watching it because yeah. i just wanted to like digest it with somebody yeah i guess and as a, a sim yeah. yeah i guess as a similar example like mother the movie mother uh the Darren Aronofsky movie was one that was kind of similar. Like I watched it and was like, 
really impactful. And I, but I, for that one, I immediately came home and just explained the, or explained the entire movie with <laughs> Kelly, uh, who didn't see it. And I was just like so affected by it. But I, for whatever reason, I didn't do that uh, when I saw this movie. And it, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of yeah, passed movie. me by Good. a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that was Titan. That's my number three. So uh, let's move on to our top two. So, Brandon, what is your number two? Going over, there's, I think I know, like, the rest of the movies almost. Uh, This is going to be interesting to see where you guys start putting them because there's some that have been punted that still haven't been talked about. (laughs) Um, All right, my number two movie is The French Dispatch. No punts, obviously. (laughs) Uh, my, my... I was my, on number, list, my number six, I believe, okay. five or six, I think. All right. um, I freaking loved this movie. It was almost my number one. Um, I think this is like, I cannot believe that Wes Anderson is still making more Wes Anderson movies <laughs> than he's done before. He's like still going down the rabbit hole, and somehow there's still. He's only halfway down. He, has. <laughs> I, uh, he could be somehow. Um, and normal director would have been done 15 years ago with this and becoming more tame. He's, he's going the opposite end. He's, um, he's getting more extreme with his style and more creative and more incredible. And I just, I think this is one of his best films. Um, obviously there is a, like abundance of Wes Anderson, stuff that we all know and love him for that you could talk about and praise. And it's all here to the most extreme, but I also loved the story that was being told and the world that he created and the individual newspaper uh, stories that we were going through through this film. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of them were impactful to me. Uh, Some of them incredible, all of them great. And I loved each one. Um, The the acting that he always brings to his films is so fun to watch all his cameos, all his lead roles. And there's no exception here, especially with how like, widespread the story is you get like everybody's ever worked with plus more um but this is this is like my top two a movie of the year but also like my top two west anderson films mm-hmm. ever made nice um, yeah i love it yeah i totally agree um yeah he, he is incredible and like you said he there's plenty of wes anderson things he does in this movie that are very wes anderson-y but there's also a ton of stuff in this movie that I don't think he's ever done before. Um, you know, really not just, not just reimagining his style, not just like adding to his style, but he's like, he's, he's doing completely new things, new things visually and, and new things with, uh, you know, his themes and his ideas and the way he tells story that he's never done before. And it's, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Um, I think it's his most complex movie. Um, and I think it, it's a movie where you kind of have to grab onto it and have it like it's a you know it's almost like it's a ride you got to grab on and like keep up with it um but if you can do that uh it is very rewarding um it's emotionally uh, very impactful and engaging um there is i do think there's like some emotional depth to this movie that he hasn't really maybe even hasn't really explored since royal tenenbaums um and yeah i I absolutely love it um i agree one of of my favorite wes anderson movie although i think almost every wes anderson movie is my (laughs) one of my favorite wes anderson movies so 
Yeah, uh, guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I didn't have it on my list, and um, but I I think it'll be a movie that I'll appreciate more over time. I have it on Blu-ray, and I, I definitely want to watch it again. Sean, I feel like, uh, you know, the emotional uh, resonance that you're talking about, like uh, I I definitely felt that in some of it, especially the final story about um, the 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 chef, mm-hmm. and um, there's like a little bit of dialogue there at the end. Um, and it's actually like kind of funny because it's like also about the, uh, it's also commentary about the newspaper as well, where yeah, how a story comes together and yeah, the, the guy who wrote definitely. that story left out like a crucial part of like the heart of the story. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the editor was, or the owner of the paper is like, that's the story. You got to yeah. put that in there, you know, and that part, I, I think. I not I... disagree more is what he responds to Bill Murray <laughs> Yeah. With. So, uh, yeah, that movie's it's great. You know, I can't wait to watch it again. I, f- I feel like I might have had a different reaction if I'd seen it in theater because, you know, I, I just yeah, based, based, just you saying like you need a guy grab onto it and keep up with it. Like maybe my first viewing being a at home viewing, I didn't I had a, a little bit of a disconnect to it, but you know, not nearly the size of the disconnect I had with the Grand Budapest Hotel or anything like that. So um, I definitely really, I really enjoyed this movie and I can't wait to rewatch it. So that was um, Brandon's number two, not his number one. It was his number two. So now we're going to move on to Derek's number two. Yes. I'm surprised I haven't heard this movie mentioned yet, but my oh, number no. two was Pig. Um, Derek, Derek, that's also my number two. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Um. Okay, I was well, kind of hoping you'd have a number one, uh, and yeah. I almost had a number one. I almost it's, had a number it's one. It's pretty close for me, it, too. It was, it was close to be number one. And I'll tell you why it's not my number one. It's a dumb reason. But, like, <laughs> last year I had first cow at number one, and I just couldn't have <laughs> last year be cow, this year be pig. <laughs> I just I just couldn't do it. I felt like I'd be boxing myself into a hole, you yeah. know? Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Setting expectations for next year. Yeah. Yeah. I got subvert um, expectations. Yeah. <laughs> I think this movie hits everything you were describing that you're like really looking forward in or looking for in movies. Like this movie took me by such a surprise because I had heard that it's like not really what you kind of expect, but this movie still is like, it's like filling my mind with like the creativity and like the humor behind just the concept of what this movie is is um just so special to me like it's and i haven't even talked to any of you guys about it so i don't even know like i just have my own thoughts and i haven't listened to anyone talk about it i don't know like maybe... i don't know if brandon sean have seen it have you guys seen it yeah um, see they haven't seen no, it unfortunately that's <laughs> those like guys were supposed to could have made those guys were list. supposed yeah. to review it over the summer like literally it was on the schedule for them to review it and then sean went on a bike ride and brandon like had to like i don't know write a paper or something yeah. and I, like I mean, uh, in, in our defense we both thought that it was probably on oh that's what it was streaming. brandon yeah. was like brandon was convinced it was on streaming and, yeah. then, and then sean went on a bike ride and then they so then they couldn't review it because yeah, it wasn't right, available for them yeah. to yeah well now it's I was on offended. hulu i was offended, I was offended. Yeah. just kidding. Um, <laughs> now it's on hulu so anyone can watch it okay um yeah it's really good it's just like the i don't want to get too far into like spoil spoiler stuff but it's got a really like unique um i call it a sense of humor i don't know what you really call it but it's 
just the concept of like how this movie tackles like the portland food scene is just so freaking brilliant and like has so what? many what? yeah 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 <laughs> like that's this... almost that's almost saying too much already yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like about. it's it's like it, it's this movie that you like you really don't know what this movie is like for most of it you yeah. know and it, it it's kind of like it's kind of like a you know like a hard darkness kind of thing where you just keep going deeper mm -hmm. and deeper into it like it's kind of like apocalypse now where you're just like kind of going into the heart of this thing apocalypse and, uh, now but portland food trucks kind of trucks yeah, but like food like foodie like yeah, foodie uh, like foodie culture. stuff you know like foodie culture <laughs> and um wow but it's really just about a guy who loves his pig and yeah. he's passionate about about the things he loves yeah mm -hmm. and nicholas cage is like incredible in it um i'd put him up for best actor for sure and uh, yeah it's just it's such a unique and weird movie that i had no idea like i had no idea like i, I don't know like i don't know how you come up with this concept for a movie it's just it's bizarre and it's just it's amazing and um yeah it was it's one of like the best viewing experiences i've had for a movie this year and that was me watching it on my couch on hulu by myself it was incredible I'm, so i'm really enjoying derek's list this year he's got like <laughs> all the crazy indie picks that doesn't <laughs> he doesn't usually have on his top jelly yeah, yeah that's not usually this, Derek. this is like this yeah. is not derek's list yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, I loved pigs. I love pigs so much. I have it on Blu-ray and it's, uh, I, I watched it the other day and it's like, you know, talking like, you know, you know, uh, film criticism, which, you know, like it, it's a slow movie, like in, in, in that it's like a meditation on like passion and simplicity and loss. You know, it's like, it's, it's like not a lot of drama, but like, it's, quiet you know it's a quiet movie but also it's not slow it's it's paced very well it it moves like scene to scene pretty pretty quick even though it's a quiet movie it it goes it trucks along and it's short too it's like 95 minutes which is nice for a movie uh for what this movie's about and um yeah i mean i was i was like deeply moved by this movie and uh I yeah I don't really want to say too much because these guys haven't yeah. seen it but yeah. like it's it there you keep talking about the humor there are definitely some really funny parts yeah um there's one scene specifically where like uh he asks a guy what he wanted to do with his life and it's like it's so it's so moving and funny but it's 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 weird though too yeah there's nothing like this well, movie and then it's like... when I think like when I say humor I think about like the actual plot of what happens in this movie i can't help but think that it's intended to be a humorous plot you know what i mean like not not on the emotional sides but the actual physical things that happen in this movie i can't help but but feel it's kind of a satire right like did you get that at all i kind of feel like it is but i don't know i haven't I mean, kind of, you know, it's, it, uh, what's the definition of a satire? Like, it's, I don't know, but I, it's like, it's, it's definitely, it's like, I feel like it's making it without ever like stepping out of like, you know, totally emotionally grounded, like stakes and stuff. I feel like it's making fun of something <laughs> at the same time. You know it, what I mean? It's definitely poking fun for <laughs> yeah. sure. It's definitely poking fun, 
but it's also like deeper than that because For it's sure. like also about like like why you do the things that you do uh and like if you're passionate about it it would be worthwhile right sure. so it's like poking yeah. fun at like doing something for the sake of doing something or mm -hmm. for like for like or the variety so, of it yeah. Yeah. yeah um but i feel so yeah. left out it's so good you guys can watch <laughs> yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> Me too. yeah this is especially one though going <clears throat> going into it though too it's like i was kind of expecting like i don't know what i was expecting but like you hear about okay like this guy nick cage is like a loner and he he gets his pig stolen from him and he gets he needs to get revenge and get get the pig back you know, you can't think of like Mandy, you know, this is going to be like another like ultra violent, like Nick Cage fast where he's like screaming and doing whatever he can to get his pig back. And it's just like, you know, that's the first way it subverts your expectations is like, no, <laughs> like yeah. he's not really violent. <laughs> you know, it's not that movie. Um, it's, it's not. Yeah. But uh, it is something special, though. So yeah. uh, that was both me and Derek's number two. And that's pig. Nice. So. Um, Sean, what is your number two? My number two is Lee. Okay, great. Got it. That was my Ooh. number nine. Um, yeah, this movie is incredible. Um, it is currently nominated for it's a documentary, nominated for best documentary, it's nominated for best international film, and it's nominated for best animated feature film um I, it's a documentary unlike anything i've ever seen before um i don't even know if i've i've heard of this before i know that no movie has ever been nominated for best animated film and documentary at the same time um, let alone all three um but it is such a unique way to tell this story um so yeah it's about a a young a, a man uh, in, uh, in Denmark who is, uh, telling the story of when he was a boy fleeing the Taliban, uh, in Afghanistan in the, in the nineties, um, and kind of his, his long journey to come to where he is in present day. And it is, um, it, it is emotionally, you know, so impactful um, it's a story that is so important and it's like, you know, of the year, it's, it's the story that I think is, you know, if you want to, um, be a, someone, if you want to be someone who has kind of thoughtful opinions about the, the present day, you know, the world today, it's, a, you need to see this movie. Uh, you need to know what people go through, um, when they are, you know, trying to make their lives better, um, or, or you know, trying to flee a persecution, or um, or just flee for their lives, uh, and it's, um, yeah, it's so effective, but it's also so humanizing, um, and I think what's one thing that, that struck me was that the movie has a lot of layers of perspective that. You know, we are watching this animated movie of a guy telling the story of him and him reflecting as back on his childhood um, through today's lens and um, 
but also you know as a as uh someone just fleeing war um in his country but also as a as a gay boy who's coming to terms with his sexuality and trying to understand who he is um and and at the same time trying to come to terms with what he's been through and and trying to understand how what he has been through is affecting his life today um and like that kind of circular almost train of thought of the movie um is so effective and so well done um that it almost you know it almost feels intentional i mean probably it probably is you know on some level but it's just like you know it's a documentary this is it's real it's not written by someone this is someone's life and um it's um it's absolutely incredible i liked what you said about everyone needs to needs to see a film needs to see this film film like this um it's in it's a horrifying an incredible journey that he retells that he's able to finally retell to the world and for us to experience and everyone should definitely check it out but i agree with everything you said yep. it's um it's also only 90 minutes um or around 90 minutes so it's you know it's not overly arduous in any any way shape or form not that a longer version of this movie would be arduous but um it is uh it's you know, not an easy watch, but it's, it's, it's not, not a huge time. It's not, it's not nearly as like, um, I don't know. I, it's, it's definitely emotional and important. Um, mm-hmm. it, I wouldn't say it's as like, um, heavy as like I was anticipating at least. Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of anticipating it to be like, you know, very like depressing. Um, and you know, it's, it's definitely emotional and stuff, but like it, you know, I think there, I think there were more depressing, the straight up depressing movies that came out this year and uh mm. like just just the honesty of this movie like really struck me um and uh i just really love the perspective and i guess i don't know i think maybe maybe it was the animation for me that like put a little bit of a barrier on like being too depressed or something but like uh the animation just like really um was a really unique mm. element of the movie um, i i do kind of agree that it it kind of um, smooths over the edges, I guess, for the movie. Um, perhaps a you know a more visceral, realistic portrayal of everything that was that happened um, would be more depressing and more kind of yeah existentially uh, you know devastating. But um, yeah, Brennan Brennan used the word horrifying. I don't. I mean, it's hard to. <laughs> to say that it's not a horrifying because he goes through so much stuff. I yeah. don't necessarily know that I would use the word horrifying, even though like the experience of what he goes through is horrifying, but um, you know, it's not a, a I don't want to like scare people away from it um, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's an in- incredible movie. Highly recommend it. So, uh, yeah, uh, great movie. That was Flea. That was Sean's number two. So we already said my number one, or my number two, that was Pig. So let's move on to our number ones. So, uh, Brandon, uh, what is your number one? Do you guys all have What is going one? on, guys? What is happening? What is going on, guys? Do it. 
Am I the only one that has this my number one? My number one, one movie is Dune. Punt. Me too. Punt. <laughs> Punt me too. It was my number eight. No, my number yeah. nine. My number nine. Oh, you did say Dune. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I messed up there. Yeah, you okay. guys had it earlier, yeah. There we go. I thought uh, Nick Punt did it too, it. but no, no I, don't I, think... I don't have it in my top I... ten. What it's in my it... top twenty. <laughs> What would this year be without Dennis Villeneuve on our number one? <laughs> I like, like one movie he's directing. It kind of ends up sneaking up there. Um, and this movie is no exception. Dennis Villeneuve is one of the greatest directors of our era. Um, Sean, you had his like other, uh, his last film on your number one as well? Or a few of us? It was my number two. Dur- Arrival was Blade, my number one. Blade Arrival. Runner. Yeah. Was my Blade Runner was, was my number two. Yeah. Arrival was my number one. And it was my exactly. number one of the decade. Arrival so was my insane. number one of the decade. Um, I think Sakari is like my number two also. Yeah. I, I saw this movie in IMAX in like the biggest screen in New York. Um, and everything you're looking at from start to finish in this film is like, so incredibly creative and imaginative and i just couldn't believe he was putting this on screen it's just one of those blockbusters that is so fun to watch from start to finish and also just like is it a feast for your eyes like and the movie is remarkable in that way there's very few movies on this size and scale that have been pulled off uh, this well done um it's it's awesome seeing like a genre film like this sci-fi like we were saying it got nominated for best picture and we hope it wins but genre films like this um being done this well are always a treat and i just can't like can't deny myself putting that at number one because i had a blast seeing this and it's also like perfection mm-hmm. um that's it yep Dune. totally Everyone agree. knows it go see it again um, <laughs> yeah i totally agree it's it is a once in a generation film um, you know, like on the scale of Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, I don't know. <laughs> it's so but, big. But, um, you know, it, it's a huge epic genre film like this is is rare. And it is, I am having so much fun enjoying it. I cannot wait for the, for the second one. Um, and, yeah, it's, it, Denis Villeneuve is working at a level that is, um, you know, it, it, I guess it's his own, uh, and he can do what he wa- he wants with it. It's, uh, yeah. I was very Absolute skeptical blast. about his last two movies. Like in my head, it's like how like there's no way he's gonna pull these off. And both in yeah. like both of them, it took me forever to watch, and both of them just completely blew me away when I finally watched mm-hmm. them. And uh, yeah, Dune was no exception, and. Yeah, it's just, it's such a, it's gorgeous. It's just like, it's so gigantic and it's so cool. Like just learning about this like really complex story. Um, I know I have a lot of friends that are huge fans of the books and they're like so excited that somebody's finally like, like doing them justice. And yeah, um, I I asked my friend this weekend, Ben, who's a big fan of sci-fi books and has read this again recently and several times now. And I was like, so when we get to part two, is that going to be, is it going to just become too much? Like, <laughs> I didn't really know the story. So I was asking, is part two going to be able to hold it together? Like, yeah. is he going to be able to wrap this up correctly? And he was like, you know what? Like, when people say Dune is kind of an unfilmable story, they're actually mostly talking about the first half. Yeah. And we already saw the first half done this well. Yeah. So the next yeah. part is going to be the easy part. For us. <laughs> and what's so awesome. Really I, heard, 
I heard that the books get like pretty off the rails though, right? That's like, what Ben Tweed told me two I mean, years ago. I think ago. in the sequels, we'll see. from what I understand, I heard the that as they go, go they get rails. Yeah, I think the sequels go off the rails. And this Maybe. is still the I... the the first yeah, like main book. Yeah, right? it's still the first book. Oh sure, yeah. okay, okay. But what I really is impressive about this movie too is that he doesn't lose like his the thing that he brings to the table which is like on a scene to scene but like specifically the thing that really stands and i don't i haven't talked to any anyone about this movie um especially you guys but is like like the sandworm attack mm-hmm. like after that scene you're like oh, okay i can breathe again and like it's just such a cla- like it reminded me of like the crossing the border and like sicario and stuff it's like mm-hmm. like the amount of like like how tense he is able to like make like a scene like that and um it's like what you're seeing on screen i don't it's just it seems like it's such that's such a tall task to be able to deliver a scene like that where it's it's kind of like an action scene you know yeah, but, he's been doing it since prisoners or before like, yeah and it, you see parts of that in these epic movies he's doing now yeah um, you're like he and, still and has yeah his that's what he brings to the table is like i'm gonna get you the story of what the scene everything you need to understand about the sandworm about the spice about this like machine about like everything but i'm also going to bring like that extra layer of like you're not going to be able to breathe during this scene i'm also going to make you stop breathing yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's going to be the most intense thing you've watched all year yeah Um, and that that's kind of what really brought the movie up into my top 10 for me yeah also i think for this movie and which is the same as blade runner 2049 i think pretty much every scene of this movie i was seeing something that i had never seen before on film uh like the way he he would light a scene the way he would shoot you know maybe the explosions or the the, the way he would shoot the action um just something about the visuals it's just like that is so incredibly unique and interesting and um you know it's hard to do you know a hundred years uh after films have been going you know it's pretty rare to 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 do as a filmmaker yeah 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 um (laughs) your birds with one stone it wasn't no it was not my top 10 top 20 i mean i it honestly almost didn't make my top 20 like I, I kind of like put it in my top 20 as like an obligation or yeah. something you know I, I, like my argument against this movie is really the most boring thing uh and it's just that like it's it's half a movie and it's that thing that didn't need to bother me except the way they chose the spot they chose to end the movie was extremely bothersome to me like that like I, I didn't think that that final climax was very well done like it wasn't the climax of the movie for me there were other way more, more exciting things that happened in the movie and it just kind of felt like, well, we need to end it here because this is where the script ends. And um, that that just, you know, I, I just I have a hard time committing fully to it because of how deflated I felt. Um, I was so enthralled with most of the movie and then you know, such great world building and, you know, cinematography and all that stuff. And then uh, and then just like, OK, you know, uh, I guess I I guess maybe there's gonna be another one 
So, um, yeah. It's true. At the time, yeah. we didn't necessarily know that there was going to be another one. Mm -hmm. That's not even the point, though, is that, like, yeah. I still have to wait two years, and, like, and I, I'm not uh, even, like, like, you know, Lord of the Rings, like, those ones all mm -hmm. ended at great spots. Kill Bill yeah. ended at a great spot, you know. Um, and we knew that, like, six months to a year later, we were going to get another one. It's not, I, I'm, I'm not saying that's, like, that's but, not really, like, there is going to be another one now. We know there's going to be another one now. Mm -hmm. That's that's nice. But like it's just like they I just feel like where they chose to end it was like was prime like to like let us like people like me go like why did you end it there? You know, like I was literally like just it was just very off-putting and I I wish it I wish they gave the movie like another hour. Like honestly, like couldn't this have been like at least another half hour? You know, like this movie was two and a half hours, which is long, but like most blockbusters this year were two and a half hours. This could have been three hours and uh, it would have been a better movie, in my opinion. But also, I don't know the stories, so maybe not. Maybe that was the only logical stopping point, but like, all right. Like, I think that's fair. All right. I think that's probably why it's not higher up on my list. Because, yeah, it kind of like fizzles out mm. and then the movie ends. You're like, all right. But um, I guess it just didn't really have much that much of an effect on me. But yeah, it wasn't like we've been talking about some other movies that really punch like down on the ending. You're just like, heck yeah, that's how you end a movie. This yeah. was nowhere near that. It was definitely just I like, okay, like, movie's over. I can't I wait did, for the I next mean, one. Yeah. I did give this movie four and a half stars, which the only reason I did that is because like it does depend on the second, the sequel um nailing it or not even just nailing it but it depends on a, a living quality up to sequel. this one least, yeah. yeah living up to it and uh but i'm i don't know at this point i'm kind of fully expecting it to live up to it maybe that's not fair but um you know, oh it Denis will Villeneuve it will Daniel Villeneuve will do great there. it'll be wonderful it'll be great and like Everyone's you know it's gonna love the it. next one will win all the oscars hopefully yeah, it'll do a yeah. return of the king and just like yep. dominate do a victory but lap again i yeah. again i just feel like they could have like they could have ended it stronger which like like left people more sad as how kill bill volume one ends and you're like you know the daughter is still alive and you're like uh -oh. i i felt like i like they walked they walked away or something like they just kept walking i, I just they they just could have done something different with the ending that would yeah. have uh in its you know, defense made I, it go my I, top I, 10 instead it's in my top 20 so you know whatever yeah. i'm just a in hater its over defense, here, so. i will i will say i think that that it does end on a, a strong character moment uh I, I or at least a meaningful character moment for um timothy chalamet his character yeah um, for sure but I do think there is some logic. It, I, I can see where it's um, can be a little jarring, though. All right. Oh so yeah, that okay. was uh, that was Dune. That was Brandon and Sean's number one. So uh, Derek, what is your number one? My number one was the Last Duel. Um, I, I think everyone had this on their list, right? You guys just had it much. Yes. Uh, I think this yeah. is the only one uh, where it's, it's yeah, on all of our lists. List. Yeah. Yep. yeah. This was Pause. my favorite movie I watched this year easily. Um, I didn't watch a lot of movies in theaters this year, uh, but this was my favorite like theater-going experience. 
Uh, it was probably one of the biggest surprises because, uh, you know, Ridley Scott's great, but, you know, he's kind of... He's it's been a miss. while. Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. and he hasn't done, like, a, a movie this solid, I feel like, in a long time. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's probably one of my favorite Ridley Scott movies. And, um, yeah, it's just... It's a gorgeous movie. I think it's it's a unique, like story to tell in the time period and the setting that it does it in um all the actors are great and it's uh you know ben affleck matt damon and um there was a oh man, i hate to not name all the writers but like the, it was kind of cool that like, it those two at least uh got back together as uh oh, nicole hall center left center i don't know how to say your last name yeah but anyways um they were the three writers and um i'll s- you know we haven't had a ben affleck matt damon um you know behind the camera joint yeah joint since uh that one movie good will hunting, <laughs> good will hunting. yeah yeah so uh hunting season hunting season <laughs> so good will hunting too yeah it's, it's you know i think that's pretty cool and yeah, I mean, me and Brandon did a pretty in-depth, I think, discussion on the movie but mm. about what I liked and stuff. But it's just it's really, really good. And it's so disheartening and disappointing that this movie didn't get nominated for anything, I think. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't recall. Well, it didn't make any money. It, bombed. it was it like did. the biggest bomb of the year. It yeah. bombed so hard. It's yeah. really overlooked. Yeah. I can't believe this is like I had this movie at like number five and uh and I was the lowest on here. Like mm-hmm. that, this is crazy. Yeah. You guys yeah, like cool. Yeah, this movie's great. Uh I loved your guys' episode by the way. Like I remember listening to it and it was mm-hmm. just like you guys covered it and um you know, it does the like the Rashomon thing where it's covering different perspectives. Um except like Rashomon like kind of feels like a dream a little bit like it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's like it's, it's pretty over the top like yeah it's, it's over the top exaggerated it's, stories and... yeah it's very muddy you know it's just kind of like yeah it's kind of like this is what the movie's doing you know it's very yeah. much just like the concept of the movie is laid out you know it's like a bottle episode or something and i feel like what made this movie so good is that it um all the perspectives are like given uh time and thoughtfulness and you know, I kind of feel like, you know, having a woman, like, you know, the three writers having a Nicole Holofessner, Holofessner, um, like, I feel like her part was probably crucial to have her touch uh, at, in the writer in the writer's room um, because the third story was so important to the the overall point of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I was listening to the slash film uh, top 10 earlier and they were talking about how this movie uh like the the perspective like the point of this movie is um that they're you know everyone has their own perspectives but there is like a truth yeah and um and that was like pretty evident with that third story and how much like more subtle it was than the other ones Mm -hmm. and uh even like the coloring and stuff were different and I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm all back in on Ridley Scott. I just like I'm just so proud of this guy for being like 88 and just like how old is he uh just and just just making movies like this still Uh yeah 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 that's crazy that in the same year we get the last duel by ridley scott which is just like uh i one of his better best films probably Mm -hmm. looking back at his filmography um 
and also House of Gucci, which everyone just dismissed immediately. Um, he's, Dude, House of Gucci was which, so good, though. Which made so much more money. Weird as, I didn't weird as it, fuck. He's that one got shut out, too, though. Like, Lady Gaga should have been nominated for Best Actress for that one, too. He just... Yeah. Um, uh, but it's it's awesome. He's still somehow at the top of his game, just churning out incredible films like this. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 84, yeah, by the way. I just looked it up. 84 years old. Um, yeah, I put this up my number five, and it was yeah. We had a great discussion about it, Derek. Check out that episode. Obviously, um, it's one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, I had it at five as well. It's we had second, a third, quad, quadruple everything you guys just said. I had it. It's at incredible. Six. You, I had yeah. it. You gave it five points on the list, but you had it at number six. <laughs> Um, <laughs> One thing we didn't mention, though, either yet, is that, um, you know, the duel in this movie, the oh, yeah. you know, the title mm-hmm. of the movie, The Last Duel, is it so good. Like, yeah. like, like, awesome. Yeah. Like, as good as anything in Gladiator, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, yeah. it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah I, and, like, I, I guess what I'll add to, to what everyone said is, like, yeah, when that third story hits, I think the the movie really does take on a new level of depth um, than it did before. Like I, I thought, I really enjoyed the first two. I was, you know, fully on board for it, and then like it, the third story kind of really did take it to a whole new level, and it started doing, you know, kind of started revealing what the movie was actually doing uh, in its storytelling, and it. Um, it became something that was that had a lot more to say, um, and, um, and and that it was doing a lot more things on many more levels than I had even realized in the first two. Um, you know, like it, you said, it, it, it there is a truth to the movie, and the movie clearly does come down hard on that point that that one of these stories is the truth, and I think the movie shows that by all of a sudden the movie is so much more complex and the characters are so much more well-rounded and believable as actual human beings. Um, And um, yeah, like the the movie just takes on this complexity where it's like, oh, okay, so this is is real life. This is now not just what people say or think about themselves or, or, you know, or their world. This is actually... The, the real world and and the real world is messy and complex and ugly and and gross and um yeah so this i totally agree this movie was doing some some incredible interesting things um and yeah really great movie yeah also well, so that was derek's number one uh the last duel and mm-hmm. it's uh it's on hbo max right now mm-hmm. if, you, if anyone want to watch um, okay, so uh, we already did Sean's number one. Uh, so my number one is uh, the worst oh, person in the world. Wow. Oh. Yeah, Nick punted that a while ago on me. Wow. I forgot. I totally can't forgot. Believe I kept it up. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like Derek does this often on Layerbox where you just like, you just you give something five stars because you feel it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's how I was with this movie. I just was so. Uh, basically like in love with this movie i just loved so much about my experience watching it i loved the characters i loved uh the complexity between them i loved that this was a coming of age story for someone who's slightly older than where most coming of age stories take place um and uh you know it's like about a young woman who's 
basically like trying to like find herself and um, trying to figure out what she wants from the world. And, you know, she makes some dumb choices and you kind of just like go on the ride with her. And it's it's like it's like about like how people see things differently or see relationships differently. And I do think there's like a lot of like themes that echo between the worst person in the world and drive my car in that like uh you don't always know like what's going on inside of other people like like the truth that's that they're experiencing um uh, but you need to like experience the truth yourself and you need to find like what works for you and um i just love how like in the beginning of the movie you know she's kind of just like kind of just going through and just doing whatever and um you know, by the end, it's like she's like grappling with like real stuff and real like a lot of real feelings there. And yeah, I just I just was just thoroughly like thoroughly in love with this movie. I just thought it was like kind of one. of It was probably like the most like. I don't want to say fun necessarily, but it was like it was kind of like everything I said earlier. It was kind of like that had everything I love about movies, like all rolled mm-hmm. into one. So yeah, and, I kind of want to to add on to it because i put this on my top 10 as well um like you're you're talking a lot about the characters and stuff uh, to add on to that i wanted to bring up the way the story's told in like 12 chapters and how the movie is fun to watch it has a great pace through its runtime and it's super engaging and entertaining along with being about so much um so that is also what really got me and why i rated it so high uh, yeah. it's yeah the script is great and the way it's broken up and the way the story is told is has a good pace yeah this is, and there's some really magical moments in there and stuff too so sure. this is definitely a movie that barely didn't make my list um, have you seen this before we talked about it nick or just after hmm? i kind of wish had you seen it before the last episode or just this last week oh. nick? i saw this like like in December or something. Yeah, right? I was the only, we were, we were kind of waiting for me to see it. I was the last okay, one. Yeah. Somehow you all saw it way before. Yeah, that I, was next number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, um, yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, my number one. Uh, I check it out. You know, it's it's in theaters now. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's called It's the Worst Person in the World. And she's not the worst person in the world. <laughs> you know, Spoiler it's, alert. No, I think it's more like that feeling that you yeah. have that you're the worst person in the world mm-hmm. when you're when you're in, you like, know, yeah. 24 or something. Or it's, so. a, you know, it's about making decisions for yourself, you know, taking control of your life and making the decisions that, you know, you think are going to make your life better. And sometimes that means you hurt other people. And it's about coming to terms. That's kind of what I thought yeah. the movie was about. It's about coming to terms with that kind of stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well said. Cool. So yeah. yeah, that was our that was our top ten. You know, we've been keeping score over here um, uh, on our, our little spreadsheet. Uh, I, Sean, is it up to is it up to date yeah, completely? Keep, keep talking, Nick. I'm gonna just go over it one more time and I make sure I have the last everyone's... duel. Might just might just take it here. I don't know. I mean, last duel has to be the dominator since we all had it Unless had it on our list and it was super high. But um, yeah, like uh, again, it was a great year. There there are a few movies that like we. We didn't even talk about it at all. Um, you know, Spider Man didn't make any of our lists, or Encanto. Yeah, I was expecting that. I was surprised. Yeah, I thought Spider Man was going to be on someone's list. Yeah, I mean, I considered it, but um, do you want to yeah, know what my all. number eleven was? What? 
Well, was Spider-Man. it Spider-Man? <laughs> no, it was moving between uh, 10 and 11, but Malignant. Yeah, Malignant was one I really wanted to make. Get me. I kind of feel like I had Benedetta there instead of Malignant, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that was kind of that pick. Um, I, you, you guys know, I wanted to put that, just the two of you, right? Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. I think so. Um, I was kind of surprised no one had West Side Story on their list. I, I thought, Sean, maybe you would have or Brandon. Yeah, but, no, I, like, I uh, loved that movie. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, yeah. Try not to look at your filtered on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't look. It's, I'm ready, so, though. If you guys are ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we, like, do you want me to, like, you know, like, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, Nick, you do the numbers. I'll, Sean does the name. Yeah. Okay. So, well, our number 10 movie well, of the year. Quick, real quick, I'll just say, like, this is our combined uh, number 10 is our, if, if we put it out on a number 10, it's worth one point. If we put it on our as number one, it's worth 10 points. I also we also gave extra points if it appeared on multiple lists. Uh, so if it appeared on all four of our lists, it was worth three points. If it appeared on two lists, it's worth an, an extra one point. So that's kind of how and we did it. Does a tie go to uh, if it's higher on the list on a um, list? I don't know. Do we have any ties? I guess it, 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 yeah, we do have a tie. So I guess the tie would go to the one that um, where it's on more list. Want to or, do it that way? Or, hi- or higher up. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's better. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I highlighted the one that needs to be flipped. There. And that one does too. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Nope. Nope. All right, go for it. Okay, our number 10 movie is... With 12 points, the suicide. Oh, no, sorry. Titan. 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 Our number nine movie is. Uh, spoiled for you, The Suicide Squad, with 12 points as well. Our number uh, eight movie is. Flea. Our number seven movie is with 14 points. The worst person in the world. Okay. Uh, number. I'm sorry. We <laughs> 10, nine, eight, seven. Number six movie is the French dispatch with 15 points. Is that? Uh, yep. No, actually, I'm sorry. Our number five yeah. movie is <laughs> the green Knight with also 15 points. Okay, our number four movie is. Pig with 19 points. Okay. Our number. I didn't do that right. Doesn't matter. We, no. we have three movies left. Um... <laughs> okay. Our number. What is happening? Our number, th- <laughs> our number three. I don't know why we did it this way, Brandon. Oh, my God. Our number Anyways, three movie is. Our number three is. Oh, no. We, we skipped Pig, <laughs> oh, no. though. No, you just said Pig. Just Did I? I thought I just pig. said the Green Knight. No, Did I just say pig? pig? Okay, it's pig. I'm so... <laughs> All right. The Power of the Dog, number three. And our number two movie points. is Dune, which means and our number one movie is with thirty points. The Last Duel. I did not expect that. Yeah, neither did I. I did not see the Last Duel being our number one movie of the year. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that's what it was. So. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Cool. Uh, great list, guys. Um, I'd say that, you know, we get like a solid, you know, B plus, A minus uh, on the episode. 
the movies getting A because it's a great movie year. Mm. I think me and Sean got a combined uh, C minus on listing off the movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Barely. But, um, Barely. you know, uh, um, we got that. So that doesn't matter. Grade. Um, well, we, we, we passed because we were able to say all of them. So, mm -hmm. yeah. but yeah. So this was a long episode though, so we should yep. be getting going. But you know, uh, uh, thanks for doing this, guys. It's always super fun going over our end of the year list. Yes, good so, list, okay. good movies, surprising, good year. So yeah, take care of yourself and your loved ones, and have a great rest of your day. Peace out. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.